Let the universe hear what you want this year so you can have it. Welcome to the Create Your Best Year podcast with your host, Clara Angelina Diaz Anderson. In this podcast, we help you to find and receive what you want this year, give you tips, stories, and interviews of what others are doing to create their best year. Welcome. Hi, Kia. Thank you for being on the Create Your Best Year podcast. How are you today? I'm good, Claire. I'm good. I'm happy the sun is shining. Makes a big difference. The sun is shining and I cannot wait to get outside. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Kia, why don't you tell our listeners who you are and what do you do in the world? Yeah, I, as you lovingly mentioned, my name is Kia Miner, and I am a financial fitness coach. Um, What that means is I help mainly female professionals really understand what it takes to own their own finances, you know, be the drivers of their own financial world. And I do it in a way that really allows you to hopefully shed the fear and the shame and the guilt. Um, Because I find that having a conversation with money, no matter whether you come from it or not, no matter whether it's surrounding you in buckets or you scrape in the bottom, the conversation doesn't really become any easier. And that's my goal. And my mission is to be able to sit across from people and, and make the conversation easy. Yeah. So Thank you for being here, Kia. And full disclosure, so Kia is my personal finance coach. And so I I, I told Kia I wanted to ask her about the fear, the shame, the guilt. I had so many other names for it. Resistance, anxiety, holding back, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, all kinds of mental, emotional, spiritual things that happen when you are making some money or you're being told like, okay, you got to get your finances in order. Like you got, you, you, you got to put your ducks in a row. And for me, having children, it became so important to do that as soon as possible. But the fear and the anxiety and the resistance is still there. And so Kia has been relentless about my hesitation. And I just want to know, Kia, like, what is it? Why is it that we're so fearful? Like, why is it that we're so apprehensive? And, and what do you like, what are your ways of getting, you know, over the hesitation that one feels around dealing with our finances? I think it's a great conversation and a great question, because it, like you said, it, it's always there, uh, big or small, you know, black, brown, purple, yellow, red, doesn't matter. You know, it's it's always there. And um, it really, for, for me, I think part of the issue with the, the, the negative feelings and emotions attached to it is that we weren't exposed to those types of conversations in a setting that was obviously positive. 
right? For my personal experience, anytime money was being talked about, it was about how we didn't have it and what we needed to do to get it, right? Uh, the conversations that, and you know, my mom, she tried her best to um, open up savings accounts for us, but you know, she, she had her own issues with dealing with money. So she can only pass us down what she knows, right? And unfortunately, uh, large in part in our communities, black and brown communities, we are always struggling, always hustling, always trying to make moves um, to better ourselves. And what I've seen, you know, not necessarily in, in uh, my own family, but in families of my loved ones and, and friends, they may come from, you know, uh, middle class, working class families doing well. They have no idea how their parents got there and their parents have no interest in talking to them about it. So I really think it's a, a it's part of not having the conversation, but when the conversation is had, it's not made to be a comfortable one. So you carry that, whether it's consciously or subconsciously throughout your years, and you might have a couple of people that you're comfortable talking about it with, but that doesn't help you take the step, right? So if I'm working with somebody, that's the first thing I talk about. Um, we talk, we get it out on the table. Like, tell me what you're nervous about. What are you, what are you concerned about? And, and it really comes down to listening, right? I mean, even in our example, um, you flat out told me, okay, no need to do this, but like, I don't want to, you know? And I don't and want it, to. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not listening to the person sitting across from you, you miss what they're trying to tell you. And, and I, I'm really, really proud of myself on being able to hear between the lines because yeah, there are plenty of things that we can do for ourselves outside of our finances that will make our life easier, that will make our life more full, that will keep our bodies healthy, active, you know, any positive adjective you throw it in there. But it doesn't mean that it's easy to do it and it doesn't mean that we're gonna do it. So how can we surround ourselves with the people and the places and the spaces that help us take that first step? And and to me, you know, my my office, my computer is that first step to just basically like laying the baggage down, taking the bag off and like being able to have your shoulders sag in the best way and have that sigh come out and take a little bit of weight off your chest by being able to speak honestly and open and knowing that I'm going to do the same thing for you. You know, at any point, if there's a, you know, a pain point, let's talk about it. Let's pause, let's address it, let's dissect it and see how we can keep pushing. Yeah. So you, you mentioned some really important things. So one is you know, how those first conversations around finances tend to be not the best, not positive, um, and we're, and it's programmed into us. So that made me think about kind of myself, one of the things that I had to overcome, um, and it still didn't make dealing with money easier, but it made actually, it, it I feel like it opened me to make more money. Mm right? Because one thing is making more money. The other thing is managing your money was oh. that um, I grew up with um, my grandfather was very wealthy in the Dominican Republic, but he had no moral compass. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash my grandfather, <laughs> but let's just say the man had a couple of wives at the same time. And that's not mm. even legal in the Dominican Republic. Wow. And um, just a whole bunch of other scandals and things. And yeah. 
Um, then I had my other, my, my mother's side of the family wasn't very wealthy, but they were very kind and they were very welcoming. And so in my mind, uh, growing up, I, I would ask myself, is it possible to be wealthy and be a good person? Mm. Is that even, is that even a possibility? And for a long time, I thought, no, it's not like you, you're either a good person, you're either doing good in the world or you have money, like one of the two. And it took a lot of healing for me to, what would, what would the word be? Consolidate the two. Mm. Um, but that was only about making money. It wasn't about managing money. And then the second thing that you talked about that I wanted to to say was like who you're around, who are the the people that you're around. That that is such an important part of this conversation because like one of my you know best friends <laughs> that you that you know, she said to me, she was like Clara, we have to be millionaires together. Like we gotta hurry up and be millionaires together. And I was like, yeah, I like how that sounds. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is that sometimes we, you know, we're so if we're programmed and we're always thinking about struggle, right? As we're when we're kids, we only we would only like tend to want to be around people that are like going through the same struggles. And it's like, how are we gonna get ahead? <laughs> both struggling (laughs) so having someone in my life that's like yeah we're gonna be millionaires together I'm like yeah okay like Mm -hmm. I like the sound of this (laughs) so thank you for bringing that up because it it really makes me think about like okay how have I gotten to the point where I am doing the things but I mean I am afraid all the time but I'm still doing it um so, so, I mean, I know you're, you said, you know, I open my computer and like people can, you can have an honest conversation. Um, but is there ever a case where you're like, no, this person is not, they're not going to change. They're not going to do the thing. Like, is, has there ever been a time where you had to kind of throw the towel? Um, yeah. And, and it, it comes down to, I think, like, like you said, the fear, right? It, it doesn't matter that it makes logical sense if you can't see past what you're going through right now. That I think is the the, the major roadblock for people when they're working with me. Um, it all makes sense, big picture, and even maybe in the short term, but there's like something that feels astronomical mm. that that's put before that, right? Whether they have a mountain of debt that they feel like they want to get rid of before they do anything or... It could be a positive thing, like they're about to get married and they know they're about to dump a huge amount of money into their wedding. So everything else has to wait before that happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and in those situations, what what I try to do is is manage expectations in terms of okay, so these are let's still have the conversation so that you understand all of the things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the things that are you know important to you right now. So if the debt is the biggest thing, let's start talking about strategies that can help manage that. If the wedding is the, you know, saving for the wedding is the most important thing, let's talk about how we can help you save effectively while also making sure you know once that wedding is completed or once you know we make start making some movements in, in your mindset to your debt, we're going to get back to the process, right? Because I'm not, to me, I'm not doing my job if I'm not listening to you and 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 honoring what's really on your mind 
at, at number one, but I'm also not doing my job if I'm only talking about this one thing and not letting you know that there are a bunch of other things that are important. So for me, it's a balance of, okay, let's, let's, let's make a, make a dent in this and then set plans for the future to tackle all these other things when it mm -hmm. makes sense. Most of the time people are, um, amenable to that and and we and the, the plan is comforting other times you know they're not ready and that's okay you know it's a, that's all right you know I'm, I'm not here to force you to do something you're not ready to do um if you want to, me to check in with you in three months I'll make a reminder on my calendar and do that if you're you know like this is great but like I can't say less I got you because it's not you know I, I'm here to help you I'm not trying to chase you down to force you to do something like this is good for you no matter how you slice it fold it flip it dip it right so I don't need to chase you to help you do something good for you I'll be here and I will hold your hand like put you on my back carry you through whatever you need but there has to be a desire on your end otherwise the follow-through is never going to be complete. And the, you know, the successes and the checking off of the goals and the boxes are never going to happen because, you know, the famous phrase, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And that's really, you know, the thought process that I, I have when I'm, when I'm doing work with clients, um, but nothing like super negative. It's just like, oh, okay, you know, you're not ready. <laughs> so yeah, like, let me know some, something, something else that's um, pressing right mm -hmm. now and you try to deal with that pressing issue, but if you can't, then maybe it's doing it at a later point or not at all. Yeah. Um, has there any, has there ever been, you know what, actually what I want to ask you is how does it look like to work with you? Like for someone who's like never worked with a financial coach or a financial advisor or anything like that, like what is, what is the overall kind of high level process? Yeah, uh, I would say it, it, in terms of length, um, we're looking at anywhere from a month to a month and a half in the beginning stages. Um, and in that month and a half, we start off with um, just a conversation like we're having right now, super casual, getting to know you, understanding where you're at, where your head is at, um, learning more about me so that we can build a rapport so that we can prepare to have potentially uncomfortable conversations, right? Um, and then what I utilize is... Um, a forum called the living balance sheet and it separates your financial life into four different domains you have your assets things that you own your liabilities the things that you owe you have your cash flow that's all of the money decisions in your world in and out and then you have your protection all of the ways that you're protected insurance um wills legal documents etc 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 and the, the purpose is, and the goal is to build out every subsection in all four of those sections so that you're perfectly balanced, you are perfectly protected, and we understand your cash flow and are managing it effectively for your goals and as your life changes. Mm. And then once we get through that um, beginning stage process, we're usually checking in semi-annually and annually or even quarterly, depending on the client. Um, but, you know, they all my clients always have a scheduling link available to them so that if we're supposed to meet in six months, but something came up or, you know, they just found out they're pregnant or they know they're buying a new house and they need to ask me a question, I'm always um, available. But I think it's really important to make sure that, you know, once we are, quote unquote, in our implementation phase and just kind of like, you know, you let the birdie fly <laughs> themselves that they're not just hearing from me 
in a year. You know, like I try to reach out on birthdays. I try to make like little notes on, you know, if somebody's getting married or if um, somebody's pregnant, trying to check in on them and stuff. Because to me, it, like this should be a longstanding relationship, right? Like I don't have to be your bestie and know everything that's going on in your life. But because it continues to be an uncomfortable subject, the more comfortable I can make it by being more than just the lady that like talks to you about money it's going to be easier for you to be honest with me when things happen and to get the right answers because there's so much information out there that it's easy to to do the wrong thing even though you have the best of intentions right so that's that's always my goal in mind like how can i make sure that this person feels comfortable to ask me anything at any point so that we can both be sure they're they're taking the right steps as they move through life because life be life <laughs> Life be lifing. I think that's going to be the title of my book after this one comes out. I love it. Life be lifing. Um, okay, so so you're like, it's, it's really about building a relationship. And then you have this framework where you kind of have people look at um, their financial life in four buckets. And um, I'm, I'm curious to know where did you get your, or like, how did you come to do this work? How did you decide like, oh, I want to help people with their finances? That's a great question. And it's honestly my favorite question to answer because it's such a roundabout convoluted path. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we'll shorten it from college to like professional life. Um, I studied education in undergrad. I studied sports business in my master's. Um, and then I started coaching college basketball and I fell in love with it. Like it was uh, being called coach was the best feeling ever. And like, I couldn't imagine ever not being called that. Right. Which is part of the reason why I call myself a financial fitness coach. Cause I, I feel that title wholeheartedly. Um, and I loved, I loved my job. I loved working with, um, students and, and, and I love being able to teach through the game of basketball, um, and then like a lot of us, COVID happened and turned worlds upside down. Um, and for me, it was realizing that I was on this hamster wheel where my I, I was forced off when COVID occurred because I couldn't do most of the work that needed to be done in terms of, you know, college basketball. You have to be in person. You have to go see people play. Um, and I was seeing amidst the global pandemic, my family and friends more than I was when the world was normal. And in a normal world, I had the month of August where I had, you know, free and clear, I could go do whatever I wanted and see whoever I wanted. Any other month of the year, although I could, you know, usually make it happen, something work-related was added onto it. So if I'm coming to see you in Boston, I'm probably going to see a recruit right before. I'm probably going to watch a game after. Um, So there was never enough time for me. And I just thought about, when I do become a mom and when I do become a wife, like, is this how I want my life to look like? And, and I, and I remember like having a bunch of conversations with women that were coaches at the time, they were moms, they were wives and they're like, yeah, you can do it. You miss things, but no matter what you're doing, you miss things and you just find a way to make it work. And I, kudos to all the female coaches out there because it's, you know, and, and working moms in general is just difficult no matter what you do. But for me, I really, really wanted to start taking back my time and knowing that my mom was such a huge part of my life growing up. And, you know, if she wasn't there, it was a surprise, you know, like work happens, but like for the most part, 
a call was made, my mom was there, right? And I want to make sure that I could be that for my kid. Um, so I started thinking about what I would want to do, still thinking along the lines of sports because that was my my comfort space. And um, this opportunity fell into my lap through a, a colleague and it mirrored it and mirrored the 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 feeling that I got with coaching because I'm still, you know, people facing, but an even larger aspect because I'm now reaching to different uh, genders, to different age groups, different socioeconomic statuses, and really being able to affect change on a way that is super impactful for me um, and hopefully super impactful for them, right? Um, so it, three years, almost three years later, um, I now, you know, like I said, call myself a financial fitness coach because I, my my goal is to get your finances fit, but in a way that allows you to be a human, allows, you know, life to life and still keep it pushing, you know, and, and understand the twists and turns and bumps and bruises that you get mm-hmm. um, and have somebody truly, truly on your side, no matter what your life looks like and what you're trying to get your life to look like later. Wow. So like coaching will be coaching, <laughs> like no matter what you're, what you're coaching. Um, you know, I really commend you for like creating your life by design really, because like you, it, it it's, I, I, I mean, I love hearing these stories, right. Of people saying like, this is what my life looks like right now. I'm thinking about the future. What do I want it to look like? And then just even the thought of like, oh, things could be different. You said, oh, this opportunity kind of fell into your lap, but you were already kind of putting it out into the universe. Like, wait, what am I going to do next? Because um, I don't think this, the the, the um, basketball coaching is not it because uh, I want to be available for my children. Um, so that's amazing. And you. here you are, I mean, money is everything. I mean, it's not everything, but it moves the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super cool. Um, I, you know, this, this show is called create your best year. And so I'm wondering what does that mean to you to create your best year? And and what are you personally doing to create your best year? Yeah. It, and, and it's so timely to have this conversation, right? Because for me going into year three, I do feel like this is this, no matter what, it's going to be my best year, but like, I really truly feel like things are already in motion for it to really look like what I want my best year to look like. And, and that means, you know, uh, clients knocking down on my door, you know, getting introduced to people without having to ask because my current clients are so happy with the work that I'm doing that they have to meet me, you know, and, and the way that I'm making sure that that happens is obviously continuing to um, always stay sharp on my own information. You know, when you're a coach, you're you're an avid learner forever. Yes. Uh, and you know, expanding my 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 reach on social has been a really big push for me since the beginning of 2023. Um, really ramping up on Money Matters with Kia on my Instagram, um, and also doing a lot of speaking engagements. Um, 
this this has been I've always done seminars for you know nonprofits and um, different small business groups, but what I've seen the shift of lately and, and definitely the last four months, maybe the last six months is because of the way that I choose to talk about money um, and really putting an emphasis emphasis on the mindset, there's been a, a, um, a huge ask for people to have that larger conversation of what is money mindset and, and the, the depths in which we realize or, or don't realize our money trauma and how if we shift and acknowledge it, things continue to happen in ways that we can and can't see, but overall for the betterment of our bank accounts, our financial life and our financial wellness. Um, so that's been really cool to see. Um, and I love talking, you know, I, I love talking to people. I love talking in front of people. And I love being able to share knowledge. So that's probably the biggest thing that I say would, would is going to be what helps um, create my best year because in addition to the seminars and webinars that I'm doing for people, I also have a podcast with one of my friends and it's called Fearless Narratives. So we're able to, and it's not um, money focused. It's just, just like this. We're having conversations with a, a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives and hearing their story, sharing their story, but getting to meet so many new people and have such amazing conversations and knowing that we're then sharing it out to the world, like it's somebody is going to hear it and feel better about themselves, right? Like somebody's going to hear this and love that you talked about the difference between uh, um, being a good person and being wealthy. Like, and for me, like even listening to that, I'm like, it started making me think about, wow, like, is that something that I, I had in the back of my mind? And yeah, it is. It's, you know, there's so many little intricacies way back deep embedded that we don't ever necessarily let come to the surface that when you're listening to things like this and having conversations like this, it allows you and sometimes forces you to to think deeper and look deeper into your own psyche to hopefully do better, you know, and be better and, and grow. So I hear that you are becoming more visible and with it, with the visibility then comes, you know, more referrals, more business. So to you, like your best year means like more professional success. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a fine line between defining yourself through your professor, professional success, right? Uh, there's more to life than being a boss be right uh <laughs> that's what I, I i consider myself to be and what i strive to be um and i hold a lot of weight to being able to embody that title um but because of what it means to fit into the rest of my life right like i i i'm i'm a homeowner i'm a i'm a mom i'm a wife i'm a sister i'm a, i'm a, i'm a um an auntie like that part of my life is so full and has always been um, and I want to continue to basically have my professional meet where the rest of my personal is. Mm. And when I see them, you know, on the same level, like that's it for me. Right. So I feel like that's the one thing that's missing for me to have my best year and then my best life. So that's why the emphasis is, is there for me on the professional side. Cause I feel like the personal has been taken care of for a while now and I'm blessed for that. For sure. Yeah. That's a huge blessing. Cause mm -hmm. I know people that have one, but don't have the other. 
Um, so that's really cool. And then, you know, you, when I think of, of wealth and finances, I think of choice, right. Of having the freedom to choose how you spend your time, what you do, how generous you can be. Um, but what does wealth mean to you? I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, um, for me, especially because I, talk about, you know, my family, my friends, my friends are my family, you know, like, like I saw a TikTok the other day, it talks about um, the, the anatomy of a black family. And it says, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if your mom has best friends, homies, homegirls, like those are not your mom's friends. Those are your aunties and your uncles. Yep. And, you know, and, <laughs> and like, that's how my, my son is going to grow up. Like, this is auntie who, this is uncle who, cause like everybody come like, say hi to auntie, say hi to Theo, say hi to Titi, you know? Um, but like my favorite thing is to give to the people that I love and the people that I care about. Um, and even, you know, through like networking professionally, my favorite thing is to be able to refer somebody to, to somebody that I know. Um, because if I can make your life easier in a small or a large way, like I, that fulfills me, right? So mm-hmm. I would love, wealth to me means the freedom to be as generous as I want at the drop of a hat without even thinking about it, right? Like in my mind, I see things, I'm like, ooh, like I can't, like one of the things um, I know I'm gonna do is retire my husband early and I'm gonna buy him like a brand new Audi. Um, not a car person, so I'm not gonna embarrass myself by saying the num- the letters and mm-hmm. the whatever, but like, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, on my list. Like I, that, that you know, that because that's me, I'm not thinking of all the things I wanna buy for myself. Cause that's there too, of course. Like, come on, I'm not crazy. But, but really thinking about, you know, the different things that in my, one of my sisters, like she's been so, so, so supportive, especially in these last couple of years of me being in business. Like, I wanna be able to say thank you to her with like a crazy trip somewhere, you know, like of her choosing. So for me, like, obviously wealth is, you know, what your bank account looks like, but it's really, really the freedom to be able to, to be like, Hey, you need that. Let's go. You want that? Say less, you know, and, and, and see the joy on, you know, the person across from your face is like, really for me, like, yeah, you got it. Whatever you need, that would be the best. That would be the best. Oh, I love it. I love that. I um, resonate very deeply with that because I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm all about the generosity and like having the ability to be generous. I, I love that. Well, Kia, um, I, I really enjoyed our conversation and getting to know you better. Yes. <laughs> Any last words for our listeners that are listening to this conversation and maybe wondering like, all right, all right, I want to be more generous and wealthy, all right? What's, what's my first step other than calling Kia? I think the first thing is is allowing your mindset to change. You know, like it, it, if we continue to compare ourselves to everybody else, then we're never going to be grateful for what we have. If we can instead take a step back and look at where we were 365 days ago, even 30 days ago, nine times out of 10, there's going to be like a handful of things that you didn't think you were going to get through or you didn't think you were going to achieve and you did them, but because they're still so intent on pushing and 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 looking forward and and getting to the next thing, we have a hard time with stopping and celebrating the good stuff that we've done and the good stuff that we have. And if you're able to do that, then you're able to take steps like this that can be scary because you know, okay, I did all those things, I can do this too, you know. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. And you know, when you when you say changing your mindset, I think about um, you know, and I I I always like to speak for myself, like what I did when I want when I wanted to change my mindset about money is that I started asking myself, how am I already abundant? Mm. And then I would start noticing, like, I have a pile of laundry. I am laundry abundant. <laughs> I have a I have a pile of fruit. I am fruit abundant today. <laughs> you know, and just just changing the kind of the the mentality around what is abundance. How am I already wealthy? Um, being grateful, yeah, gratitude for what you do have instead of what you don't have, um, really changes the way we feel. And totally. when we change the way we feel, we change the way we act. So. This has been so great. I am so excited for whoever's listening to this. And I know you're going to take one more step towards making this your best year in your way, the way that, you know, it's, it's, everyone gets to define it for themselves and to define wealth um, and to start taking those steps, knowing that there are people out here in the world that really want to help. Yeah. Thank you, Kia. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Claire. It was wonderful. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being with us. To learn how you can create your best year, get the book, take the course, and learn more, visit clarifying.com. That's C-L-A-R-A-F-Y-I-N-G.com. And remember, let the universe hear what you want this year.